I'm Matt Hurt at Obsessive Viewer on Twitter. I'm Tiny at Obsessive Tiny on Twitter. This is Mike. You can find me at I am Mike White on Twitter. And this is the Obsessive Viewer Podcast. How's it going, guys? We're here in studio for the first time, all three of it us. It is. Yeah. History in the making. It is history. Yes. It's a special day. We've been waiting for this for three seasons now. Yes. Well, two se- two, in, right. and then like an episode or whatever. Yeah. Right. And usually I'm recording at home, and I'm wearing so much more clothes <laughs> than I usually wear when we do so podcasts. are we. Yeah. Um, so along with my first time in studio with you guys... Um, I brought a friend with me. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I'm Rob. Uh, yeah. Are you on Twitter? <laughs> I, I Not for this kind of stuff. Okay. <laughs> Good answer. Nice. So I brought, I brought my friend uh, Rob here today um, because he is um, one of the few people I know my age who is a father. And today, <laughs> today we're talking about uh, Pixar, Disney and Pixar movies. Well, yeah. Pixar – Um, movies and uh, i thought it would be interesting to get the perspective of of a young dad um and kind of you know we we all watched these movies growing up and we experienced them first time and i just thought it would be interesting to see his perspective and and what it's like to watch them several times uh (laughs) when you watch them with a child right and uh, thanks for joining us, man. Yeah, no it's problem. Great, no problem. Great to have you. I mean, I, we've we've met like uh, several times oh, in the yeah, past yeah. and gone to a convention or two. Um, and your your wife is helping me with uh, this new side project that we're going to have launching soon. It's a uh, it's a book review website under the obsessive banner. It's a whole new website. It'll come out soon. Uh, so if you're into books, keep keep a lookout for that. Um, I won't, I'll. I'll Give more details as as it approaches, but I'm really looking forward to it, and uh, it's it's going to be a lot of fun. I know she's really looking forward to it. I yeah. mean, that she talks about it a lot. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> that's cool. Like I'll send her like a long email just about plans for it and everything, and then she'll be like, "Okay, well, I'm not getting any work done." <laughs> oh, so you know other people too? I didn't know you did that with other people. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> I had to get the I had to get the quarterly email out to the troops right yeah. <laughs> another another quarter in the black yeah yes <laughs> uh, it was a long one <laughs> so maddie you want to explain uh format wise what how what we're talking about today how we're going to talk about yeah pixar? totally uh today we're going to be talking about the pixar pixar movies um and we're basically going to go through chronologically and kind of discuss each one um some will spend more time on the than others but It'll be fun to get get everyone's opinions about the movies and about our origins with the movie and our memories of seeing the movie. And um, for for Rob and for even me because I, I have nephews, seeing the movies multiple, 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 multiple times. <laughs> um, so yeah, it should be fun. So we'll uh, get started with that. But first, I wanted to mention that you can find us online at obsessiveviewer.com. Is the blog have have we have a bunch of content on there for you guys to read. Um, you can also find us on Facebook. Uh, Twitter, as mentioned before, and uh, Google Plus and all that stuff. And you can send us an email if you'd like at ovpodcast at gmail.com. You can send whatever you like, uh, feedback, all that stuff. So without further ado, why don't we get started on the discussion, guys? Sure. Sounds the good. The year is 1995. <laughs> the highest grossing animated film of all time is The Lion King. But wait. <laughs> 
a, a little company called Pixar decided to come out with a movie called Toy Story. Ah. <laughs> oh. Oh, yes. Do we need a description? Has anybody not seen <laughs> Toy Story? Really? There's no way. No. Yeah. There's. I mean, there's three of them now. <laughs> right. It kind, yeah. of, it kind of became an instant classic. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Right off the bat. Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember the first time you guys saw the movie? Did you see it in theaters? I did. I, I might have. I don't remember. Yeah, nope. I don't remember. I don't I remember. Have no clue. <clears throat> I, I was eight. Yeah. <laughs> I remember being terrified of Sid. Like, oh, no, yeah, legitimately really. terrified. Even I just and people joke about the way the humans look. Mm-hmm. Even the even the the um, the kid who wasn't Sid, I can't. <laughs> Andy, Andy. <laughs> right. It's written on. Uh, it's written on Woody's shoe. I should have known. Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, even Andy was kind of creepy. People would say just because the animation, you know, yeah, it yeah. was the the company was in its infancy. So that was the world before the Polar Express. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Um, it's funny that you mentioned Sid because I have a friend who uh, she just mentioned today that um, she was like like Sid was like her favorite character, which <laughs> is kind of strange. You may yeah. need to reevaluate your friendship. I know. Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of scary. Um, just kidding. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, that was a that was an interesting thing to hear someone say. Do you just on the fly? I'm, I guess I can't ask you guys to rank it, but would you call Toy Story one of your favorites? I would. Because looking at the list, it is probably my favorite. Okay. It's definitely in my top three. It's yeah. not my favorite of Pixar movies. No? Uh, I'll, wow. I'll say that. Yeah, I, I definitely can't put it up there either. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. We were actually talking about it before uh, before the show. What What is I, it you don't like about Toy Story? I even mentioned it yesterday, and he's like, oh, Toy Story. Wow. <laughs> Toy Story. Wow. I'll be honest with you. Half of the time, Woody is getting a bad rap like the whole time. Like... I always get into that. I mean, I feel bad for the guy because he is, I mean, he's a normal guy. And then like Buzz comes in acting all one, like, I mean, one upping everything in the world. Like that's the whole show. Yeah. And I don't know who here actually likes one uppers overall. So I mean, like (laughs) he's the hero or one of the heroes and you're like, yeah, he's one upping the entire time. That's a good point. But there is the, that's one of the, brilliant parts of the movie in my opinion is the fact that buzz is basically delusional and so he sees himself as this like ultimate leader he's a military kind of guy you know so of course he's going to try to take the reins regardless so i mean that's true that he is a one-upper but i guess that's just his nature and he doesn't know any better so mm-hmm. I'll, I'll defend him that way <laughs> i can give i can give you that. good, that's a really good point though that's yeah. i hadn't really thought of that there's good character growth there because he becomes a toy pretty much yeah, from, yeah. from yeah. that but right in terms of favorite Pixar movies, for me, because I'm a huge Pixar fanboy, um, there's just been so many good ones that just Toy Story falls by the wayside a little bit. I mean, it's a great movie, and I would even say that Toy Story 3 beats it. Yeah. Um, absolutely. They, yeah. they have yet to release a bad movie. Right. You right. Know, I mean, uh, Toy Story 2, though. That's not a bad movie, I, I don't think. I, I'll be honest <laughs> with you. I think the reason why I started to just completely not completely fall out of love with the concept of Toy Story. First of all, that there's three of them. Um, <laughs> uh, second of all, I can't stand the fact that they switched to the bad guy being a toy. Like huh. in the second one, it's uh, oh yeah. I mean, humans are inherently bad or can can be bad, right. but how, right. it's a toy. It's an inanimate object. Why does it have such? Why is it so evil? I don't understand that. Oh, it's wow, just a good point. It is a good point. Yeah. Oh wow. Tough times, man. That's yeah. why. 
Yeah. Even toys have tough times. Yeah, but the toys do have personalities, though. Yeah, they, mean, they do. Yeah. And, and I guess know. we gave them we gave them those personalities. I true, guess. Right. I mean, true. And I mean, it's huh. it's they're they're basically they have the same consciousness that we. Do. I mean, I, I guess maybe they don't have the same consciousness, but. They got, they got no hunger. They got. I mean, right. yeah. that's true. The the influence is different. Or the, they do have a little bit of hunger. I mean, Woody was all about Bo Peep. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's <Yes>. awesome. <laughs> um, no, but that's a good point. I I never really considered that because it, it brings up interesting kind of philosophical questions about toys. I guess. <laughs> what I say, but it's also kind of it's it's a it's an interesting perspective on it that I hadn't considered. Um, Plus the whole, I mean, basically the prospector is kind of he kind of goes psycho. I mean, he, yeah. you have whole psychosis there when yeah. you you know keep something caged up like that that has a personality and yeah. is a thinking being, if you will. I, well, um, so the, I, but you have a good point though. I mean, that's. I mean, if you, I mean, if you also think about it at the base level, if you got toys walking around and moving on their own. Who I mean, who here is not going to be losing it? I mean, right. why does this toy just walk across the room? I mean, True. I know they don't do it when you see them, but when things move in your room, it's not a good thing. Right, right. right. Oh, that'd be interesting if there was like an alternate universe where Pixar made like these really gritty like live action or like like really gritty movies where it's like just humans reacting to these inanimate objects becoming like give, having life. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna cut that out. Um, no, but it's uh, yeah, it's an interesting perspective on that, and I, I hadn't really, you know, thought about it like that. And the third one, the third one has the same thing, um, because that makes the first one unique. But uh, let's get back to let's get back to Toy Story two real quick. Um, you mentioned that you didn't like it, Rob, and. Uh, it's interesting the way that it was made because that was like the one movie that they were just really under the gun about. Like they, mm-hmm. they had um, uh, there was something like they were really stressed for time. They it was originally going to be like a straight to DVD thing, mm-hmm. but then it ended up being like a full, a full blown movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they had like X amount of time to do it, um, and it was a considerably shorter amount of time. And they just had a bunch of stuff. There's um. I think I think it's the Pixar story, that's on. Uh, no, it's not. It might be in the Pixar story on in Netflix Instant. But they talk about how, like, a guy almost lost his family because he because uh, he was overworked with working on Toy Story Two. Wow! And uh, I think he actually almost left his kid in the car in like ninety degree weather because he was so exhausted from Jeez. working on Toy Story Two. Wow! Yeah. Huh. Wow. Um, so it was just a really making stressful, a movie for kids. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it was just a really stressful time for for Pixar for that, and I and uh, wasn't it that Disney was pressuring Pixar to release it in screens? I Maybe. feel like Pixar wanted it to be direct to DVD. That might be the case. And Disney was saying, no, 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 no. We're 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 putting this out uh, wide release. Right. Huh. I don't know. That might be the case. I'm not sure. Um, which I feel like that rush right there. That I mean. Doesn't that hurt the brand? I mean, yeah. overall, yeah. especially with their it was their third movie because they did a Bug's Life before that. Yeah, how um, does how does Toy Story two look? I watched Toy Story about a year ago, maybe even less than that, maybe six months ago, and uh, and it's not as crisp as I remember it. Huh. Particularly in uh, textures in the background, the animation. You know, they just kind of I don't want to say they slip on the animation, but clearly they didn't spend as much time on that. 
as I did in future years. But uh, did you watch it on Blu-ray? I did. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. I haven't seen it on Blu-ray. Yeah. yeah. So. Uh, I, I own all except for Cars and Cars 2, just because I haven't gotten around to it yet, mm-hmm. um, on Blu-ray. Uh, I think they look fantastic, but I don't really critique them that closely. Mm-hmm. Um, huh. I think if you line them all up, obviously the new or the most recent ones look amazing, but it's it's almost right. like it's a graphics race. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's funny they want to make them look as real <laughs> as possible, but they're cartoons. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's yeah. a good point. It's it's one of um, you know, Pixar was kind of the pioneer of that hyper-real CGI animation stuff. And uh, and I love that it started with toys. I think that's so awesome yeah. that it's toys that's and cool. not people. And, and it, surely that's the idea. And, of course, they, you know, um, there are very few humans in any of the movies. I think The Incredibles was the first one that was about humans. Yeah, yeah you right. Know? Um, so it's just cool to see the different types of, of creatures and and whatever they use for protagonists, yeah. um, the you know fictional f- fantasy things. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matt, you were talking about how it would be cool to have that creepy, um, <laughs> creepy Toy Story. Right? Um, have you seen Alma, the digital short? No, it's really creepy. Um, I don't okay. want to like say anything about it. Okay. Um, to give away because I mean it's like three and a half minutes long. Right. You can YouTube it. Okay. I mean, it is so. It's the creepiest thing, and it's got the toy part that makes it super creepy that's huh. awesome so, cool it's called alma yeah okay yeah i keep meaning to get the uh the um digital shorts collections but um yeah yeah um well you guys have anything else to say about toy story uh no i mean uh, do you guys want to run through the whole trilogy or just do just do let's go let's keep going chronologically. Uh, chronologically with pixar okay yeah the year is 1998 <laughs> john lasseter coming off of his success with toy story directed a bug's life yeah which is probably one of the ones i've seen the least you yep. know Same. i feel like yeah i feel like everyone mm-hmm. uh has has seen that kind of the least yeah, um, least memorable maybe. Yeah, and it's kind Possibly. of a shame. I think everyone's seen a Bug's Life kind of the least. I feel like it kind of gets, kind of gets uh, a bad, not a bad rap, but kind of forgotten. Yeah, because it's wedged between the two Toy Story movies in the uh, chronological order. Right. Yeah. Um, and, it's, and it and it only grossed a couple of million more dollars, mm. which three years later, two years later, three years later mm-hmm. is I wouldn't you wouldn't call it a success. Right. right, you know what I mean. You or would hope for exponential growth. Yeah. Right, growth. However, in the bug or a bug's life, it gets gross. Like I mean, the, some of the like you get down into the flies they're eating poop and um, yeah, like, <laughs> like they get real with some of that stuff. And it's like yeah, oh, I don't want to be on this level with the bugs. That's just <laughs> right. Yeah, and as as someone who's kind of an insectophobe or whatever, such as myself, it it is kind of gross to think that, but. They also, I mean, the animation kind of made it a little more cheeky and all that, but it's still that underlying factor. Like, okay, if I see, you know, a bug or something, I'm not going to think, oh, that's that's that has a life or whatever. I'm like, I know I'm killing it. <laughs> uh, it was also the same year that Ants came out, and yeah. I think oh, yeah. that might have I, hurt. I liked Ants. Yeah, Did you I so, feel like okay. I remember preferring Ants. Yeah. I didn't because I mean I was a Pixar because it was not Pixar. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, but I, I just didn't like Ants because I I don't even remember hardly any of it. I thought that it was just kind of forced. Uh, I, think, I always had that. I think maybe oh. I, like I saw Ants first. I remember that. Oh wow! I mm-hmm. saw Ants first, and then when I saw Bugs Life, I thought to myself, 
They're just trying to copy what ants do. I mean, I know it took like months of like, yeah, yeah, you know, right. but I but I just remember coming out and thinking, ants was already here. Yeah, so, but I mean, I you know what timeline? I'm probably completely wrong. It's just how it happened for me. Right. It's the story. Or I mean, I don't know how confirmed it is or anything, but they say that um, someone from Pixar either jumped ship or or. Someone someone tipped off DreamWorks and was like, "Hey, they're making a movie about bugs." Um, and then DreamWorks was like, "Oh, let's do that too," and huh. they made ants. And that I don't know how I I have no sources, so take that with a grain of salt. Mm-hmm. That'd be awesome. I mean, it's yeah. the great digital bug bug race, right? Yeah, yeah. oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that was kind of uh, yeah, it was kind of mimicked. It's been mimicked throughout all of cinema history. Like I mean, with last year was the great white house destruction movie race with, uh, <laughs> olympus has fallen olympus has fallen down. Down. Yeah. yeah but and that happens throughout throughout the um throughout history i guess of, of movies but um most memorable with uh, bugs life and ants right so what did we think about a bugs life i i liked it um the main character is voiced by Dave Foley, who I think has a really good speaking voice for that role. Yeah, yeah. Um, not to mention the villain is played by uh, Kevin Spacey. Yeah, which is uh, very, uh, very distinctive. Um, but it's a good movie, kind of a send up of like kind of the Magnificent Seven and Seven Samurai. Kind of, it's almost a remake of that. Hmm. Um, Didn't even think about it that way. Yeah, yeah. I just haven't seen it in so long. I, I <laughs> don't. And I think I'm pretty sure I'm confusing Ants and <laughs> Bugs Life. Yeah. Because didn't uh, Woody Allen do the main voice in Ants? Yeah. That's what I thought. Yeah. 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 Uh, Anyways, was, I just was can't Hopper remember. Was Hopper in Bugs Life or Ants? Bugs Life. Bugs Life. Yeah. Mm. Wow. Yep. Mm. And Hayden Panettiere did a voice. She did. She played uh, mm. Princess Ada. No. Huh. Was it Princess Ada? I don't know. No. That might be mm. Julia Louis Dreyfus. She played Dot. Dot, she played Dot. The she little played the baby. Was Ada. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is that pre? That's pre. Remember the Titans? <coughs> yeah. Which is uh, yeah. remember the Titans? Probably ninety nine, ninety nine. Yeah, two thousand maybe. That makes me feel so yeah. old. It does. Me too. Just, yeah. Uh, yeah. So. I don't know. Do we really need to say anything more about a bug's life? <laughs> the I mean, year is nineteen ninety nine. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know they. T- there have been a lot of talks recently about Pixar and how some people are kind of tiring of the fact that all they're doing is sequels uh-huh. recently. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember, I guess when I was younger, it seemed like a lot longer to wait four years for a sequel to Toy Story 2. Huh. But the third movie Pixar ever did was a sequel. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, yeah that's, that's true. true. Yeah. 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 Hmm. But then we already talked about how it was kind of a rush job, but I mean... True. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, You're right. Riding the coattails of the original, what uh-huh. made, what made yeah. them big? Yeah, so I mean, yeah, I feel like it might have been pressure from pressure from Disney. Well, Disney didn't own them yet, but I, I think they. they no, were that's not till two thousand six. But we'll right. get into that. Yeah. yeah, but I think they were just kind of. I think Toy Story two was originally going to be, or I might be confusing it with Toy Story three. It was originally going to be a direct DVD movie, like I said, but it was going to be like a Disney only thing. That might be Toy Story three now that I think about it, but. Anyway, I feel like they they were under pressure to do that to do a sequel, maybe because A Bug's Life didn't didn't perform to their liking. Because mm-hmm. Ants took over, right? Right. <laughs> yeah. DreamWorks was Ants DreamWorks. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But with uh, I think the reason why I kind of defense Toy Story too is that I feel like Pixar has always been really good with, even though these movies are made for kids mostly, they're really good about putting 
stuff in there for adults to enjoy, yeah. like especially dialogue, and they they will reference things that are a little bit more adult oriented, like the kids might not even get, you know. Um, and I think they're really good at that. But I feel like with Toy Story two, they really hit it out of the park. I think that was like because I remember I was I was only twelve or thirteen when that came out, but <laughs> I wasn't. I had seen Toy Story and the other movies as a seven or eight year old or whatever, so. I felt more adult, I guess, watching this one. And it just, yeah. the adult stuff was so much more funny to me than the stuff for the kids. Yeah. Are, are, so you, are you sure Disney, because are you sure Disney didn't already have them when that, because that's been like every Disney movie you see these days. Like there's some. It was a joint venture. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Because yeah, I was going to say, because that's. It was like, Disney like, fronting them money, but they yeah. didn't own Pixar. I think like, okay. Disney, like distributed it or something. Right. Yeah. 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 Hmm. Toy Story 2 hit me at a weird time uh, in 90. Nine or ninety-eight. <laughs> I had just moved to Indiana, oh. and everything in my life was different. And I was so resistant to being, you know, f- away from Chicago. And Toy Story Two was like a big deal when it came out. But I remember seeing it and thinking, "Oh, this is just like a copy of the first one. Nothing <laughs> in my life is the same anymore." I'm in Indiana. <laughs> Toy Story Two wasn't as good. Wow. Yeah. So you didn't. It didn't. Well, I mean, I guess you were young, so it didn't resonate with you in the whole uh, Jesse cowgirl thing mm-hmm. like no. her losing your friends or anything no wasn't um, that three no that was the second one was oh. uh second one was one the the ebay or or whatever yeah. oh i got them reversed then i, I oh, was thinking really? i was thinking three was the one with uh buzz's old nemesis or whatever his name was or no no, no two was buzz's nemesis and then three yeah. was well two had um kelsey Grammer did the voice of the prospector Okay. Um, yeah, he was kind of the villain, but it was also kind of the villain was circumstance. And <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Huh. Um, um. Anyway, yeah, I I remember playing the video game more than anything with Toy Story Two. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, I and and do you know what else? I I'm also even to this day, we all know Matt is a Pixar fanboy. Yes. Um, I'm not. I'm really not much of an animated film lover. Okay. I like them. But, uh, um, you know, Toy Story 2 was at a time where when you're 12 and 13, you know, that stuff doesn't matter. Right. You know. Uh, <laughs> and especially, like, that summer, I think I was still high on Star Wars Episode 1. Okay. You know oh, what right, I mean? Right. So. Hmm. Okay. Should we move on to... The year. The year year is 2001. They took a two-year break, uh, and at the time, A Bug's Life made a little bit more money uh, than Toy Story. Toy Story 2 made yet a little bit more, uh, and then Monsters, Inc., I think, really put Pixar on the map. Well, I mean, Toy Story put Pixar on the map, but Monsters, Inc. was huge when Mm -hmm. that came up in 2001. Uh, Monsters, Inc. made $562 million, Mm $562.8 million. Uh, in 2001. Wow. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And I've never seen it. Oh, really? Really? Yeah. I've never seen it. Whoa. We should have we watched it. This. Yeah. Just the. Oh, I can't say because Sophie's way too young to really even pick a movie, mm-hmm. but Monsters, just the Monsters You and Monsters uh, Inc., she loves it. Yeah. Just, I mean, huh. wow. Nice. She is all about monsters. She thinks they're the coolest thing. <laughs> um, <laughs> Awesome. And to be honest with you, because that movie exists, I'm not looking under her bed and in her closet. Like, she didn't care. She's like, <laughs> that's wow. That's awesome. That so, is that's cool. Great. Yeah. For our listeners, Sophie is three years old. Yes. Correct? Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
She has good taste. Uh, Monsters, Inc. is my favorite of all the Pixar movies. Yeah, she nice. loves it. Yeah. Wow. It's definitely one of Oops. mine. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, that's also one of the ones I have the, my earliest memories of it. Of, of it. I mean, I, it's a stupid memory, but I just remember watching it, having not seen it, but watching it in uh, like some class in high school. Like just, uh, it was a uh, ceramics. Um, so like we just had like downtime, and I was like watching, it and I was like, oh, this is a really good movie, and that might <laughs> may have been like kind of my introduction to Pixar because I, not necessarily my introduction to Pixar, but kind of like I knew about Toy Story and Toy Story Two. Your introduction to Pixar as a studio, as a yeah, thing. yeah, exactly right. as a brand. Gotcha. Um, and then I I loved it, and then also I think a couple years a couple years later we watched uh, Finding Nemo. And, yeah. Rob, will Sophie watch the ent- an entire movie? No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, fifteen minutes. Oh yeah, and then oh, she's wow. off doing something else. I mean, but she'll come back fifteen minutes later. She's back staring at it I for mean, fifteen minutes at a time. Yeah. yeah. So okay. I mean, really, it's just totally up, you know, back and forth, yeah. constant. I mean, I try to keep her interested, but it's just she doesn't have that attention span huh. yet. Yeah. Do you have like set time limits on how much time she can watch TV or anything like that? Uh, luckily with her, I don't have to. We <laughs> nice. read to her a lot. That's good. And so she doesn't. She likes television, but she really doesn't make oh, it. Really? She doesn't rule her. See, that's good because I'm always. Because I'm always like, like because I have nephews, and I'm always like, are they watching too much stuff? Because I mean, they basically just, I don't know. It's it's hard to explain. She she'll pick a book over television every day which nice. i think i'm obviously i'm blessed to even not have to deal with that right i'm sure that will change mm-hmm. at some point um but That's right great. now i'm just going to relax and let the book thing keep nice on. nice welcome to the obsessive parenthood podcast right. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding that's next february yeah. <laughs> um no but it's uh it's it's interesting about about the whole kid thing because i you said that she loves Monsters Inc. and Monsters University, and we'll get into like I'm sure her opinions about um, <laughs> how she feels about other Pixar movies. But like I said, I have nephews, and they they recently watched Paranorman. Which, if you've seen Paranorman, that's not really a good appropriate movie for that it, a young age. No, no, and it's also not very funny. Really? I, I've only seen bits and pieces of it, but it looks like terrifying. Yeah, I haven't actually seen that one, and it's because it, because yeah, it's Tim Burton. Uh-huh. Okay, and no, isn't it? Tim Burton was uh, the Frank and Weenie. Oh, oh okay. yeah, okay, okay. yeah. Bo- both of those <laughs> same year, same time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Th- both of those racing to get out. Mm-hmm. Um, I I I felt that they were too dark, and yeah. to be honest with mm-hmm. you, there's been enough movies and and parenthood and lack of time that i just right didn't even see those yeah it's from what i've seen is terrifying and uh my nephews i don't know how my sister's gonna feel about me mentioning this but <laughs> my nephews have started and uh, they kind of growl like zombies a little bit awesome <laughs> that and it's so creepy it's so creepy and like my my nephew my youngest nephew landon he was in the hospital because he had a respiratory infection he's fine now and everything but he he was like the doctor was speaking to my sister and I, I was there too, and then Landon just looked at him and he was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> it was so it was so awesome. But like my sister was really embarrassed and all that. So it's funny to see to kind of segue back to um back to Pixar. Does Sophie like react to like like uh, Monsters Inc or anything like that in that way? Well, I 
I've taught her that she uh. that I'm the king of. <laughs> I've taught her that I'm the king of all monsters. Oh, so nice. first of all, that was that was my step one before we watched that because I mm-hmm. wasn't just in case she reacted not in the manner I had hoped she'd react to it. Mm. I could fall back on that. That's a good um, idea. But nice. by lineage, she has now decided she's the princess of monsters. <laughs> that's so, awesome. So really, she is in total control of that world. Like huh. that's, that's really cool. That's so such awesome. a good dad. I'm yeah. yeah. I'm trying to prove, I mean, and the growling thing, the funny thing, I teach her to do that. Because oh, when really? the zombie apocalypse does come, yes. she'll be, she can just blend in. She'll just wipe some dirt <laughs> on herself and just, <laughs> nice. <laughs> oh, that's um, great. Tiny, why is Monsters your favorite? Um, I just, it's, it's, again, it's an interesting dynamic. Just these, like you, you said that, you know, they don't really do movies about humans. And who would have thought that you could connect so much with, a monster, yeah. you know, um, and plus, uh, Mike Wazowski has an awesome Polak name. Uh, and I'm Polish, <laughs> totally. so. Um, but I just, I, I really love John Goodman. He's one of my favorite actors. Um, and I love Billy comedies or <laughs> Billy, comedy. <laughs> Billy, Billy comedies, crystal, crystal. <laughs> <laughs> Billy crystals comedy. Uh, I just, I, I love that they were able to let those two actors do their thing, even in such a, you know, a, a, an interesting context, something that they're not used to doing. Um, and it just works so well. They were so great together. And then even though you have this little girl who never really says a word, right. not, I mean, just a couple words, but yeah, it's just gibberish for the most Kitty. part. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's just such a, it's so interesting. They were able to make such deep, rich characters in that context. Um, nice. And it's just such an incredible story. It's just the brilliance yeah. behind it. Mm-hmm. They created this whole other universe. It was so cool. You know, I actually find it's interesting. Um, we were talking about how in Toy Story, how the people, like all the people, look extremely mm-hmm. creepy. Boo was adorable. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Absolutely adorable. Yeah. So, I mean, there was no creep factor on that. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> I remember, this is going to, I don't know how this is going to sound, but I remember when, when, like, you and I, Robbie, when we first met, and, like, like Mike and uh, Amanda were in town, and we were all hanging out at your house, but I, I remember it was it was funny because I I sent out a tweet just a random tweet because because Sophie was Sophie was there and I was like this this kid Mike's Mike's friend's daughter just reminds me so much of uh um of Boo from Monsters Inc. <laughs> and then I was just like I was just like I just sent it out and then I didn't realize like like uh, I think you guys like requested to follow me on on Twitter and I was like oh they're gonna see that they're gonna think I'm creepy. <laughs> <laughs> They're gonna know we, I'm creepy, we, they, dude. Gonna, they they already thought you were creepy. Yeah, we, we definitely discussed the creep factor of Matt. Um, <laughs> the year is 2003. Uh, is there anything else you guys want to say about monsters? I think we covered no. it. I mean, I, I I loved it. That's about it. Yeah. Uh, okay. So uh, 2003, Finding Nemo. Um, yes. As a teacher. I do this project at the beginning of the year where we just talk about plot. It's super easy, but you know we'll we'll do you know you talk about um, exposition, the rising action, the climax, and the denouement, right? And so I do an example with Star Wars, yeah. right? Of course, yeah. <laughs> right. Well, I, sure. I start the first example I give is with the Lion King, okay? okay? And I do it like you can chart the the um, the plot points by the songs. Oh, that's cool. Right? Interesting. Yeah. And then uh, and then uh, I say, okay, we're going to do this, and now I'm going to do one without giving you specific details. And you guys are going to have to guess what movie it is. And then I do Star Wars. Okay. Nice. Right. Can I sit in on this class? Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty fun. We have fun with that one. Nice. Um, 
And uh, so then I have the students do one, and they get into groups. And I have had to band, ban Finding Nemo really? as an option. Wow. Because without huh. fail, I kid you not, one group in each <laughs> class, every time I do it, will do Finding Nemo. Wow. So much huh. so that I've had classes where there's five groups, and three of them secretly, <laughs> independently, did picked Finding Nemo as their movie. Oh, wow. wow. It's seriously crazy. I've been doing the project for five years. Wow. And someone in every one group in every class will do Finding Nemo as their huh. That just must mean it speaks to that many people. It is. Yeah. And yeah. what's interesting is they're sophomores huh. who were born – well, you know, this year the sophomores were born in 98. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so they were three, <laughs> five, five. Okay, yeah, I'm looking at monsters. Yeah, they were five when that came out. So they were Which watching the for a half hour it. at a time. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly, exactly. Um, but it's funny because it means as much to them as Lion King and Aladdin means to me. Uh, right. Wow. You know? huh. uh, so Finding Nemo is, is the most popular movie amongst yeah. high school sophomores. Which uh, is funny because Finding Nemo, that is another – I mean, Sophie hasn't seen all of these, but um, – if you don't know that that starts out with the mother dying, yeah. kind of like Bambi, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> explaining that to a three-year-old, like, the Ooh. whole time, we just mm. said she she went away. Like, we oh, couldn't, wow. I, I couldn't even figure out, I still haven't been able to figure out how to explain death and that, the, huh. you know, that tough. to her. Um, I'm yeah. hoping that I'm not, I mean, she's three, so I feel like I probably still have a little time for that. But, right. Mm. But, like, that, just literally the first, you know, ten minutes of that, Wow. And then the next 20, she was just asking, where's Nemo's mommy? The whole, Ooh. like every five minutes, oh, it was wow. just constantly, wow. it was like, uh, <laughs> she's, she's, she's at the store. Nice. Yeah. You know, oh, she's just getting some groceries. It's oh, no big deal. Wow. But yeah, it's such well, a. Well, daughter, you know how mommy is breathing and smiling? <laughs> and it's, you, Nemo's mommy's it, not doing that. It, anymore. It, it, it honestly, like, you have no idea how like terrifying it is to have to try to explain that. Yeah, I, I'm I not imagine. looking forward to that. Honestly, Oof. I am more looking forward to sex talks and all that garbage wow. than explaining death. death. I mean, that yeah. just hmm. well, let movies do it for you. Yeah, <laughs> don't let her listen to this episode of the podcast. Yeah, <laughs> definitely will not let her listen to this. Okay, yeah, um, that's interesting though because I, I don't. Like, I don't have kids or anything, so I don't know how I would teach them how, about that. That's such a weird concept to teach a human being about the end of what their end, the end of their life <laughs> that they're gonna die. Yeah, I, the, 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 the handful of die. things that we all experience. Period. Yeah, like there's no, yeah. no getting yeah. around it. We experience it. It's. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm sure at some point, me and Lauren are gonna have to start googling how to tell your child yeah. about death. I mean, <laughs> Jeez. Uh, Right. Yeah. Uh, Buy him a pet. We have oh. three of those. Oh, we have one that we have an Get old. Get him a pet dog. that dies quick. <laughs> yeah, he's just knocking on the door. <laughs> yeah. We have well, like a sixteen, seventeen year old lab, so that uh, that might be unfortunately secret. Yeah. yeah. That's how a lot of kids yeah. learn about death though. That's Their pet yeah, I guess that true. that makes sense. Yep. Mm-hmm. I don't remember so, how so I learned about that. death. Me neither. That's yeah. Yeah. I, maybe I should ask. I guess I should ask my parents how they explained <laughs> yes. it to me. That's probably the first place to start. Yeah. My brother learned about death from a goldfish. Same here. My brother was an interesting kid. Um, My mom found, you know, little Swimmy. We had two fish, Swimmy and Joe, and Swimmy was floating at the top of the bowl. (laughs) So she got it with the yellow plastic ladle and was like, well, Kevin. um, His name is now Bob. Swimmy. Yeah. (laughs) Swimmy. (laughs) 
<laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to make light of this. Uh, it's okay. Serious situation. Well, I'm about to make light of it. Uh, <laughs> Kevy, um, Swimmy, Swimmy died, so we're going to have to flush him down the toilet. And Kevin's, okay. So, <laughs> so they go into the bathroom, and uh, and then she you know, flips the thing, lets the fish fall in the toilet, and she's like, do you want to flush it? He goes, yeah. He flushes the toilet, and as it's swimming around, he goes, little bastard. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Oh, that's great. That's hilarious. You're, you're my fish, wow. Swimmy. <laughs> I thought you were going to say uh, he went to the beer and, like, or he went to the fridge and cracked open a beer. Yeah, like, one for my homies. For my homies. Yeah. It out. That yeah. might have been how my sister learned, too. Huh. Cracking out a beer on the ground. <laughs> <one for two>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Goldfish? I don't know. I have no idea. Yeah. So finding Nemo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, it's dark. It's really dark. It is. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. It's a great movie. It's probably my favorite Pixar movie. Wow. Yeah, I'm committing to it. Nice. nice. Yeah. I can't commit to that, but oh. the uh, the shark, um, I can't even remember what it's called, when you they're all in their like, meeting. Oh, yeah. The uh, like, AA um, meeting. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, or the... I don't know if they ever named it. Cannibals just, Anonymous or something. Yeah. Like, they're just... That... <laughs> Cracked me up. I mean, it was awesome. Their eyes go black. I mean, <laughs> the plot of it is just really good. I mean, it's it's really it flows really well. All the movies kind of have a good rhythm and all that, but this one kind of was really was really good. I mean, it, it was really well plotted out and well well told. The story was it had um, a current to it. Oh, uh, oh, that's awesome. Always. Um, no, but it was it was. Uh, I loved how it mixed between like the ocean of of, of Marlon swimming to <laughs> to find Nemo, and then in Nemo in the in the dentist's aquarium. I thought that was just a good way to balance out the story um, to show both of those. And then um, <laughs> one of my favorite lines of it was uh, that it's after after Marlon has has rush to to find Nemo and his his word of his adventures are getting around the ocean and then there's a, there's a montage or or this clip of different sea creatures telling the story and so there's a clip of like I don't remember what what exactly they were but there was like a big a huge huge fish and then this little tiny like shrimp or something and uh the little shrimp says like he has a very deep voice or something and he's like he's like, Yeah, so I told him it. So so Marlin's going to get going to find Nemo and he's gonna do that and then the big fish just says, Golly, that's amazing <laughs> <laughs> And it kills me every time. That's awesome. <coughs> the movie has an incredible cast too. Oh yeah. Um I know my favorite actress isn't it, Allison Janney. And oh, then yeah. um uh isn't Willem Dafoe in it too? He's yeah, one of the yeah. aquarium. Yeah, yes. he's uh he's uh Gil. Right, yeah. and I think a lot of a lot of the American public had forgot about uh, Ellen DeGeneres oh, right. until yeah. this movie. You know, I'd I'd forgotten about her basically, um, and she's just absolutely hilarious in it. Oh, she's, she's fantastic! Really, that's actually a good caveat. I bringing what Mike brought to the table at the beginning with his you know class, and everybody always picks that because that's the generation. I still can't believe um, Finding Dory is coming out summer of 2016. I know. Shouldn't they wait a little longer? Wait just just long enough so that. Those kids that you're talking about are having kids, and then oh, it's like yeah. a re- oh, now I have something to watch with right. my kids that reminds me of my childhood. Wow, that's, yeah, a, good that's a good point. That's yeah. true. They, I mean, they can't order. do it with all of them. 
Like True. T- you're, right. Like Toy Story 3 was kind of yeah. that yeah. for us. Hmm. I guess. Although I'd be a little old to have a kid. Gran- granted, with Disney, I mean, I thought <laughs> yeah, I have a, kid. a lot of these but... movies were brand new when I when I was oh, watching yeah. them. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, this was made in 1985 or 80, 81. And I'm like, oh, really? Okay. I, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, did any of you guys see it in the theater or anything? I don't think I did. I think I've only seen it like twice maybe. Wow. I just haven't seen it that many times. Yeah, wow. I didn't see it in theaters. No. I don't think I've seen any of these movies in theaters. Oh, wow. Maybe Toy wow. Story 1. Okay. I huh. definitely saw Toy Story 1. I think that's it. I feel like I may have seen Finding Nemo in, in theaters. Um, Lauren, now listening to this, would be able to tell me exactly every one of these that I probably saw. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, You're so, come on, you <coughs> saw this one with me? And, and, yeah, nice. I, <laughs> Going back to Monsters, Inc., I forgot. I did watch it. Um, watch it on uh, in the theater when it came out in 3D last year. It was funny because I've been referencing my nephews, and my nephew was born January 8th of last year. So I got off work, went to the hospital, saw my sister, saw the new baby, met him and all that, and then kind of just looked at my phone and was like, you know, the theater <laughs> right down the street. <laughs> it's playing Monsters, Inc. Maybe I'll go check it out. So I went and saw Monsters, Inc. in 3D. On nice. the day my nephew was born. <laughs> um, At least you didn't ask your sister if you could take him with you. Oh, yeah. That would have been bad. Yeah. Um, Finding Nemo was also the third highest grossing animated feature of all time. Wow. wow. Yeah. Uh, let's guess the top two. Like, is it current? Guess. Uh, let's see. Um, up, <laughs> up and Wally have to be on there, right? They are not the top two. They're oh, not wow. above Finding Nemo. Finding Nemo's number three, like I said. Mm-hmm. What's one and two? What um, are one and two? I'm going to go with... Monsters University. No. Hmm. Oh. I was just thinking current. Well, of course it wouldn't be. Okay, Cars? No. Number okay. one is Toy Story 3. Okay. Wow. Really? Yeah. I'm surprised about that, too. A billion dollars. And number one, uh, number two is The Lion King. Oh, yeah, I got yeah, you. The Lion King was an event. Yes. Yeah, it was. I mean, the Lion King was a happening, yeah. an American That's happening. True. And yeah. every time it plays, it's a new event. Like, yeah. Every, yeah you totally. walk into a house and it's on the television, mm-hmm. everybody just stops, like, yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right, Simba. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All f- Lion King. <laughs> uh, Correction. I know your father. <laughs> uh, well, this is great about animated movies is that. They they're really timeless because you don't have you don't have the aging like you do with a live action movie. Yeah. Um because right. I remember when I was a kid, I remember watching like the Jungle Book, which came out in the sixties, you know, mm-hmm. um classic Disney movies like that. You know, even I think Snow White came out in like the fifties. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. you know, stuff like that it just holds up and it even those those movies even hold up today. So mm-hmm. that's what's that's what's kinda nice about if you have kids, you know, you can show them the movies, the movies that you loved as a kid, even though they were 20 years old when you saw them. Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of mm-hmm. cool. And they keep getting new life as the technology evolves because they, they remaster them for Blu-ray and the different uh, formats and everything. And they, yeah. I mean, they look pristine. Mm-hmm. Um, the only difference is that it's a different form of animation. Yeah. Um, but right. it still looks good. All right. Well, uh, moving on. For the first time in Pixar's history, they went uh, outside their... Outside the company, yes. To uh, to f- enlist Brad Bird, who actually Brad Bird pitched the movie to pit to Pixar after you know he did the Iron Giant, 
right. and it's kind of got a cult following now. But the Iron Giant was, you know, a bomb. A bomb. Yeah. Right. Um, I've heard it's good though. I, it I is, haven't it seen is good. it. Yeah, it is it's good. I remember good. seeing it when it came out. Uh, so he wrote and directed The Incredibles, which came out in two thousand four. Yes, and that's one. Um, like I said, I, I'm not wasn't a Pixar fanboy. When you were kind of coming up with like a list of movies I need to watch uh-huh. freshman year of college, Incredibles right. was one you you pushed on me pretty hard. Was it really? Yeah. <laughs> wow. I mean, I love the movie, but it should be perfect for you, Mike. I know. Yeah. You would think, and I'm sure that's why. Huh? Because I'm a you know I love superheroes and all that stuff. Right. Maybe that's why it was because because yeah. you were because uh, I knew you were a huge comic book nerd. Uh huh. Um, Who doesn't want to be Dash? I mean, yeah. really? Yeah. Oh yeah. Or Jack Jack, for that matter. Yeah. Because right. he's pretty much God. Is, yeah. I mean, yeah. once he grows up. He's like the Incredibles God mode or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Anybody see Incredibles in theaters? Uh, yes. I actually have a funny story about that. Uh, it was 2004. November 2004? November 5th. The yes. day that time travel was invented oh, yeah. in 1955. <laughs> Flux nice. capacitor. Nice. Awesome. So I remember I was at the time I was working at a movie theater. And... The movie theater, I wasn't a fan. I don't know. It was I was a high school kid, so I the the way that the managers were uh, operated was just weird to me. It was like my first like real job, um, but it just seemed just really weird how that how they operated. And they were kind of they weren't very personable. Mm-hmm. So I basically requested off Friday night for that, so specifically so I could go see The Incredibles. And being a, a theater employee, I could see it for free. And I was like, I called. I called ahead of time because that's what we do. We called and was like, "Hey, I would like to see this movie." And they're like, uh, "You requested it off, so if you if you," uh, they were kind of dicks about it. <laughs> they're like, "If you requested it off and you can be here, you should come in and work, and we're not going to let you see the movie." And I'm like, wow. "Okay, all right, okay." So I went and went to their competitor theater and <laughs> and bought my ticket, and uh, yeah, and it was I was just like, "All right," and I was like. Maybe maybe two three weeks before I decided to quit, um, <laughs> and then and then yeah, uh, that was just something funny that happened with that. That's a group of managers that don't understand. You need me time. Yes, yeah. exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right. Um, wasn't uh, wasn't the Incredibles your favorite Pixar movie for a while, Matt? Maybe because now that now that Mike mentions that it was uh, that I pushed it on him, maybe it was. Um, I loved. I loved how different it was from the other Pixar movies because mm-hmm. it was very like like we said it was it was the first like human Pixar movie right um, and it just first one that wasn't written and directed by a team of people right I yeah. wonder if a singular vision has something to do with it maybe mm-hmm. which you know you have to imagine that Disney had a little say sure a lot of say yeah you know yeah. and what happened but it is interesting that it is the first you know yeah. It's funny we mentioned sequels and how people kind of ride um, Pixar for for going into sequels, but The Incredibles is prime for a franchise. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Which I wonder if Brad Bird has has something to do with that. Maybe he maybe he doesn't want to come back to it, or maybe he doesn't. Maybe he's because I mean he's off doing his own thing. Mm-hmm. I don't even want to see The Incredibles. I want to see people in the world of The Incredibles. Like yes. Frozone, mm. like I want to see more yeah. of his life, yeah. or when they were in their heyday. I want, I mean, I want to, I want to see all of the different superheroes. Oh, yeah, awesome. um, they were at that uh, the woman's house who designs all the superhero costumes. I don't remember <laughs> yeah. her name. Edna Edna, Edna, yeah, I mean, she just went through a list 
of like Dino yeah. Man cape caught in a turtle. Yeah. Like I, we could go through all of <laughs> right. them yeah. and just, I mean, okay, how about 50 digital shorts with <laughs> that'd be awesome. That would be cool. That's yeah. nice. That's awesome. I, I would buy that Blu-ray collection. Yeah, yeah. that'd be cool. How was the uh, how was the response to that? Did it did it make a lot of money? How was the what was the gross? Uh, it was good. Uh, it's not nearly close. Nearly as um, a success. Nearly as successful as Finding Nemo. Right. Um, again, I don't know if it was a disappointment. Finding Nemo again made nine hundred and thirty six point seven million. The Incredibles Jeez. made six hundred and thirty one. It's not bad. I mean it's, it's not bad. bad. <laughs> right. It, is it you know it'll pay the bill. That's what the podcast brings in, right? About like each that. one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I also am kind of looking here and I think that's when DreamWorks started coming up and uh Ice Age uh, and Madagascar oh, were yeah. kind of giving those yeah. movies run run for their money. That's right. There was a kind of a big push for am- animated movies because Pixar kind of held held the held uh the corner or held the corner of the market. Corner of the market. Uh-huh. Thank, you. Thank you, Tony. Mm-hmm. Um they cornered the market on on animated movies until Shrek 2. Yeah, nine hundred nineteen million dollars. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Which is number five. That is insane. Yeah. Everybody yeah. loves a bit of an anti-hero, though. That's, I mean, Shrek with Shrek. Yeah. 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 Grumpy yeah. old ogre you know, oh, saves yeah. the day. Awesome Scott. Awesome Scottish accent. Yeah. yeah. Yes. I can't do a Scottish. <laughs> I can't do a Scottish. Not yet, uh, at least. Yes. I need to you to work on that. On that. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> nice. Okay. So the Incredibles, they kind of took two years off in a summer. Mm-hmm. And then uh, in 2006, Cars was released. Now, boo. Right. We have a divisive uh, discussion here. Really? I think so. Well, I mean, for, for me and Tiny, at least. We yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I'm, I love Cars. Um, what did you guys think of it? It's, I mean, it's great. And three-year-old loves it. Nice. One reason? She sees cars everywhere. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. so now Is she that sees... that McQueen? Like, yeah, she sees yeah. a life in... Nice. I mean, my my vehicle current vehicle is named Ursula. She sees a life in <laughs> the vehicle awesome. now Creepy. because of that. <laughs> Ka-chow! That's great. Um, <laughs> although I kind of well, not yeah. I kind of wonder how how kids respond to that, or like I mean, I don't know. As an adult, when I see cars, I think like, how do they reproduce? <laughs> Like, I have no idea how that functions at all. Well, when a daddy car and a mommy car love each other very much, <laughs> they visit a body shop. They visit a body shop. Uh, or a junkyard if they want to adopt. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Awesome. That's stupid. No, that's great. Cars 3. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, it's, it's just a weird kind of thing about it. But... Um, it's. I love the movie. I, I. I'm. I don't know. I. I've lived in Speedway for a lot of years, for a majority of my life, and so I kind of love this kind of small town kind of thing. Even though Speedway has the Indianapolis 500, but it's kind of the small town atmosphere, and I've always been just attracted to that. And I love the idea of like Route Six, Route 66, and the the lost like lost communities and lost places that that kind of occupy it so i love like the hills have eyes <laughs> <laughs> sort of <laughs> no but i love just uh just uh 
Radiator Springs is just it's it's a I, I love seeing that and seeing how they romanticize its its past and how they how they work to build up the future and how obviously any fish out of water story like like with the uh, Lightning McQueen, right? Yeah. No, Nemo was oh, a fish. Nemo. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anything like that? No, it's fine. Um, anything like that? It's just it's a it's a cool story and it's it's. I love the growth of the character, kind of like um, Buzz, but more extreme. Um, in that it's it's he believes he's something or he knows he's something, mm-hmm. but then wow. he grows to. Well, why don't you like cars? Yeah, why I, don't you like? cars? I can't right? believe you just compared Lightning McQueen to, to Buzz Lightyear. <laughs> um, it's not that I necessarily don't like cars. It's just that I I wasn't real crazy about it, and Matt loved it, and so like for so long, <laughs> car sucks. Yeah, um, when, I really don't think it sucks. It's it's right. a it's a decent movie. Um, I really don't like. Um, well, wow. Wilson, the uh, actor. Owen Wilson. Owen Wilson. I oh, yeah. also Luke Wilson. This is his brother. Um, I just don't like his performance in it, I, mm-hmm. which is weird. It's a voice performance, right. but obviously there's there's nuance to it. You know, it's not like mm-hmm. they're just talking. I, I just don't like his performance in it. Um, I, I I wasn't a fan of it, and he's the main character. I will say though, it does. Um, it does have one of my favorite like Pixar jokes ever. It's where uh, oh. you know the, the car that drives him around or the truck that drives him around is named Mac, and uh, at one point he's like Lightning McQueen is looking for his truck or essentially, mm-hmm. and he he goes up to this truck and he's like, "Is Mac? Is that you?" And it's it's not. And he goes, "Oh, that's so typical. I'm a Freightliner." It's <laughs> 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 like one of my favorite lines. Ever. <laughs> oh, that's great. That's so funny. funny. And it's probably one of the only times I've ever enjoyed. Um, Larry the Cable Guy, yeah, because he's awful. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just, I, I, I didn't, I didn't appreciate the world. I didn't like the fact that it was just like I don't know. It was like a regular. It was like our regular world, our regular Earth, but it was just cars instead of humans. Yeah, and it's like, where do they get their oil? How do they get their <laughs> oil? It's just, I don't know. I, I just it's a weird concept. It is. It is. I, but I it have trouble good, with it. I, I can't, I can't attack it that much though. Right. It's just personally, I just wasn't as crazy about it i still love the yeah. setting with small towns i mean mm-hmm. america, uh, yeah. uh, that i i i mean i'm not well traveled but that right. has got to be an issue in america oh I mean, yeah oh definitely oh, bypasses go in and then cities just fall apart right. absolutely um yeah it's it's a really cool um or a really unique concept for a kids movie it is uh george carlin's second to last movie that's right wow what was his last one happily near after it was what? his last movie. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I was say, yeah. I've never heard of that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, but uh, when when Tiny, when you mentioned your favorite line, I I immediately thought of mine, and I'll go ahead and share it real quick. Um, it was when he find when when Lightning finds out that um, Doc has won a piston cup. Um, he he f- drives over to to like the group of guys from Radiator Springs and like Maynard's there and then he's like hey did you guys know that Doc that Doc has two piston cups and then Maynard just like spits out his oil or whatever and he's like he did what in his cup <laughs> <laughs> and I was like that is just brilliant that's uh, funny yeah yeah that is good that is good so Mike what'd you think of Cars Cars is okay um you know it sound like a broken record not a big animated movie fan right. uh, i was kind of forced to watch cars so i, I kind of <clears throat> enjoyed it but reluctantly 
um, in college. It's good. I agree. I don't love Owen Wilson all that much. Mm-hmm. Um, and really, anything that Larry the Cable Guy has to do oh, with no. is kind of tough for me to get into. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, you know, I wouldn't call it one of my favorites at all. Okay. Yep. Um, yeah, and I just hate that they're they snuck in his catchphrase. There's there's. He says, get her done in a Pixar movie. In a Pixar uh, movie. He has it trademarked. He is contractually obligated to say it any time he appears in public. Really? Right. Yep. Wow. Because yeah. oh, he used to, he comes on the, the Bob and Tom show all the time, which is yeah. based out of Indianapolis here. Right. I used to listen to it all the time, and he says that he actually has to say it. He's wow. got to hate it now. Yeah. Pro- that, right? I'm sure he does. Well, that's an entire persona he's created. That's not I him know. Yeah. So I it's... broke a student's heart one time. Oh, really? <laughs> I showed him a video of him doing stand-up in New York yeah. as just like a a, wow. a regular guy yeah. with a tie and a white shirt yeah. I think telling I, jokes about marriage. And... I think I need to see that. Like, I would like to see yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. that. And he's kind of funny. I mean, he's not bad. Yeah. Okay. Um, so after Cars... In 2007, and about a year later, Ratatouille came out, <laughs> which, uh, as an outsider, I feel like is uh, is almost as um, inconsequential as A Bug's Life. Okay, Ratatouille, sort um, of, right? Yeah, it's sort not of. like if you if if I was co- in a contest where I had to list all the Pixar movies, I would forget Ratatouille. Okay, really? Yeah, yeah. it is kind of forgettable. It is. It, yeah. <laughs> I feel like a lot of people really liked it that I talked to, but mm-hmm. I didn't get that feeling out of it. I also feel like they went back to creepy people again. A little bit. Like, yeah. And there were more, well, villainous, I guess. There's more villainous humans that are normal humans. Yeah. Um, in that. But, um, yeah, I, I liked it. I liked it a lot because I, I liked the themes of it, kind of following your dreams and being able to do whatever you want or whatever you set your mind to, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. No matter your statue, statue in life was something that they – it's also something they, they kind of go back on with Monsters University, but we'll get to that. <laughs> but it was, it was a good movie. I liked it and I liked those things. The voice acting was solid. I love uh, um, Patton Oswalt. Uh, and I thought he was great. Um, yeah, one of my one of the most egregious things about it, in my opinion, is all of the all of the people, all the humans are French. The French ones, anyways. I know the main guy is he doesn't have a French accent. I assume he's American, right? But I don't, I don't know if they established that in the movie or not. But all of the rats have voices, but they're all <laughs> they're all French rats, but they all have American accents. <laughs> That's. I funny. mean, <laughs> it's not a big deal, but it's just like if you're gonna go that route. Make it, you know, universal. Right. That's just yeah. how I feel. The about rats it. came over from America. <laughs> yeah, yeah. migrating hey. rats. Okay, that's kind of ch- that could be. I think we just pitched Ratatouille too. <laughs> the travel back to France. <laughs> yes, it's a prequel. The journey yeah. back. Yeah. Ratatouille. It sells itself. Ratatouille. <laughs> yes, right. Exactly. <laughs> that's great. Uh, yeah. So it was, a, it was a good movie. Um, can't remember if I saw it in the theater, but um, I own it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Not much else to say about that one. Um, although I will say this real quick, Turbo. I may have mentioned it on the podcast before. Turbo is basically it's a DreamWorks movie. Turbo, a Power Rangers movie? No, <laughs> no, that'd be awesome. But that um, was that, that. That was a that thing, was right? Thing. Right. Um, no, but Turbo is the the DreamWorks movie about the snail who wants to race in the Indy Five Hundred. 
but it's right. it's a mesh. Is of, it the Indy Five Hundred? Yeah, and it's actually yeah. it's pretty cool how they recreate it. How have it. I not seen that? Yeah. And you live here, I know. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's really cool the way that it is, but it's literally like it's basically they, it's basically like DreamWorks watched Ratatouille and Cars and was like, hey, let's do that. Wow. And it's just it's so awkward. Hmm. Um, yeah, but yeah, so we can move on. Okay. Um, I want to call this one of the most popular uh, Pixar movies of the bunch. Uh, in 2008, they came out with Wall-E. Yes, mm-hmm. love it. Yeah, Wall-E. I was. I'm so glad it it took you a second to say that because that's what most people. That's how most people react. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, well, anything that has some type of post-apocalyptic <laughs> wasteland in it, I gravitate to. Oh, like, me I just, too. I. Can I, I say really quick, we kind of glossed over uh, the era of 2006 um, and, and oh, Cars yeah. and how that was uh, – in 2006 was when Disney bought Pixar. That's right. Ah, right? Yeah. And so um, like you mentioned earlier, Rob, they always worked together, right? Yeah. Um, Disney was a distributor kind of holding the hand and, and all that uh, throughout. And then there were multiple times when Disney wanted to purchase um, – wanted to purchase Pixar right. – Pixar resisted, um, and then finally they took their first step in world domination. (laughs) And in 2006, Disney bought cars. So everything, every anything Pixar after that is is uh, now a Disney Disney Pixar. Pixar. I'll be honest with you. Looking at this list, I can tell. Like I can honestly tell. Yeah, I I can tell. Ratatouille. They were still getting around the whole concept of being part of Pixar, Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. with Wall-E, and then after that. I mean, huh. they just I, I all these newer ones. I love them. I, yeah. Oh yeah. There, there's you can tell there's Disney's got their hands all over them. Yeah. Yeah. Disney's. And I, I mean, I wouldn't know as well as as you guys who've seen them more than I have, but I would agree. Yeah. I, I, there's something about the movies since, um, and we'll talk about some of the accolations of some of the movies in a second. Right. But not Wally. Wally. Yeah. Uh, you love Wally. I love Wally. Rob. Wally. Um. I'll be honest. I'm not even sure what to say about it. I, I mean, the post-apocalyptic thing. Um, what uh, all the humans have become? Like, mm-hmm. honestly, as soon as robots start doing dishes and mowing my yeah. lawn, like, I'm going to have to work very hard not to just completely lose myself and right. just eating whatever I want. And I mean, mm-hmm. I, it just <laughs> some of the stuff just relate just surrounding that on the ship cracks yeah. me up. I mean, the captain. <laughs> I don't understand how he's the cat. Like, and then they show the progression of the captains, like yes. in the pictures, and it's just like, what? <laughs> yeah, I love that. Um, yeah, I, I, uh, I saw it in the theater, and it's so creepy to see a Pixar movie in a theater by yourself. <laughs> um, yes, it is. Yeah, but I saw it in the theater, and I was like, I was. It was one of those theater experiences where usually I'm tired, just generally speaking. I'm tired all the time. I'm tired right now because um, <laughs> I work nights and I sleep odd hours. But that was one of those movies where I went to it and sat there and watched it. And it was just completely took my attention. And it's weird because I was actively fighting off sleep. But then as soon as the credits started rolling or the, the movie started rolling, I was awake and I was ready to go. And it's weird because that's like a movie where like 30 minutes goes by with no dialogue. <laughs> and it's uh, it, it's just a beautiful movie. Um, yeah, yeah, that's that's a point that I was going to say. Um, 
I, th- I think that's the best feature of the film is that there's 30 minutes with no dialogue. Mm-hmm. That that takes an epic amount of creativity, creative capital to get to engage not only a normal audience but children without any dialogue. That is that's a feat in my opinion, and they did it brilliantly. It's so great oh, yeah. the way that the robots emote with each other mm-hmm. and things like that. Um, it's it's a language that kids can understand, you yeah. know. Um, and it's I thought it was just so brilliant the way they did it, and it's it was so engaging. I think a lot of people would have dropped the ball with that, yeah. But they just hit it out of the park. That's my favorite part of the movie. I'm in a very very small minority of people. Oh, uh, oh no, oh no. Oh, no. Who, uh, now I acknowledge that it's a good movie, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but. Um, if there is a movie, the way you guys describe Wally, if there is a movie that would make me change my mind about animated features, it should be Wally. Yeah. You know what I mean by yeah. that? Yeah. And it didn't. Huh. Huh. And I can't explain why. Huh. You know what I mean? But just something about watching 30 minutes of no dialogue is like, it's just a love affair with the animation. And it is well done. And uh, they they respect animation and they get across what they mean to get across story wise, mm-hmm. but for whatever reason, I just can't buy into it because it's a cartoon. Okay. I, I guess because I watched cartoons so much when I was younger that they I, they're not as legitimate to me as watching a, a live action feature movie. I don't know something huh. something about it just doesn't do it for me. I wish I could explain it better. I know that's a, a horrible thing for a critic to say is I don't know why, but. Ladies and gentlemen, um, right. Mike White, the animated Grinch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I get that though. There's just a disconnect yeah. there. There is. That's, yeah. that's understandable. There is. Right. And, I, and I wish it wasn't the case. Yeah. I want to mention about them emoting the, the robots emoting. It just it, like I want to like add to that or not add to it, but just like agree with it pretty much. Because um, <laughs> or pay more attention to it because they emote so well. I mean, there's. It's amazing because I mean, they they don't have any like features that they can really emote except like through eyes and stuff like that. But like there's a scene where uh, Eve, like when they first meet, Eve takes Wally's like stuff, or is like looking through his stuff, and Wally's showing him all the st- showing her all the stuff, and you can see he's all excited and he's beeping and all that. And then he hands her the tape that he watches that like teaches him about love and all that. And then she just she just like takes it and takes the takes the stuff out, which is a concept that would probably be completely lost on kids these days. Yeah. <laughs> ripping the ripping the uh whatever from, from a tape. But then he, he like goes, he grabs something, he wipe, he winds it back up and then he like puts it in the VCR and you can see him kinda like taking it in his hands and kinda like waiting patient like anxiously hoping that it works. Yeah. It's just like just that kind of thing is just so creative. Like Tiny said, it's just a, it's just a really creative way to tell a story. And it's mm-hmm. the movie at its heart. It's, it's a robot love story, and it's something that you can't really fathom doing in that way without it being – without it, 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 was, it was a Pixar movie, but it could have easily been, if anyone else made it, it would have been, oh, that robot love story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it became this beautiful space movie. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So that's my yeah. feelings. I've it. never seen a cockroach so show so much emotion. Yeah. Uh, if I did, I would I like, would barricade myself because <laughs> that's the end of the world yeah. right there. Yeah, <laughs> it's terrifying to me. Yeah, I agree with the with the hands going together uh, mm. thing like that. I love when anything when any movie live action animated even comedians do that when they do something that is just so real to life. And they're yeah. like, oh yeah, people do that, mm-hmm. but movies kind of ignore little details like that for the sake of 
uh, you know, f- uh, entertainment and, yeah. and right. fantasy. But I love those types of little things. So well, yeah, people do that. It, it adds so much to it. It, right. al- it allowed them to successfully successfully develop characters without dialogue, mm-hmm. which again, yeah. that's an incredible feat. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. I got to say the people that. Uh, created Wally also probably I, and I don't have a clue what this movie was called but from like the 80s there's a robot movie looks exactly like Wally Short Circuit really? Short yes. Circuit yeah. Johnny, yeah. Five. Johnny nice. Five yeah, yeah. just I mean completely <coughs> same voice yeah. and yeah. everything yeah. or same uh, octave same register right. yeah yeah. 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 <laughs> nice. anything else Wally uh, I think that part covers it for, yeah. for Wally I think there are three animated movies in history that have been nominated for Best Picture. Beauty and the Beast is one of them. Great movie. Yeah. Do you know what the second movie to be nominated for Best Picture was? Probably the next on the list. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, Lion King? No. No. It's the next on the list. Up. Up. Oh, oh, uh, Up. next on the list. Yeah. Next, on, next meant, on the chronological I list. I got you. I thought you meant, I thought you meant that. Never mind. I'm yeah. stupid. Um... <laughs> 2009, yeah, Up came out. Now, you could argue, we won't spend too much time on this, but you could also argue that it got nominated because of the Dark Knight factor. When I mean Dark Knight factor is in 08, people thought Dark Knight should have been nominated for Best Picture. It wasn't, so they added the up That's to amazing. 10 nominations. Right. Uh, and then so Up was a benefactor of that switch. Yeah. Not to say it's undeserving. Right. Of a nomination. Right. It was probably one of the top nine movies of that year. Yeah. Because uh, there were nine nominations, I believe. It's the ten. For <laughs> it's ten, ten can be. Oh, but right. that year there were nine. But the, that the year there were nine, yeah. Sorry. The first ten minutes <laughs> of Up. Yeah. Man. Are so bad. That. They're so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I love it. It's... It's uh, like a whole movie in and of itself. It is, and that's yep. another thing where you don't you have no dialogue, but it's all emoting from 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 characters interact inter- interacting, and it's mm-hmm. I mean it's just it's heartbreaking. Um, yeah, I feel like up that first ten minutes was not for kids at all no. because it's, no. there's too much there that they can't even. How do to you yet. explain uh-huh. that? Yeah, to I mean, yeah. there's absolutely nothing there yeah. that they can truly grasp. Yeah, it's just pretty pictures flashing across the right. screen. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's nice. That and I'll be honest nice. with you, that's Wally as well. Both of those, yeah. I mean, those sections, as much as we want to say, oh, the emotions were beautifully portrayed, right. the kids don't know that yet. Right. I mean, at mm-hmm. least I would say the average kid doesn't know half of them yet. But imagine how awesome it's going to be for like for like Sophie to to watch up. I don't know. Is she a fan of up? Uh, I don't know if she's seen that one yet. Oh, okay. So Because um, I was going to say, like, how do you explain how how his wife is gone? Yeah. <laughs> um, like imagine like a kid seeing up and like being like oh this old guy is, is has a bunch of uh, has a bunch of balloons and stuff and then like in like five or six years when they're, when they're a little older maybe when they're teenagers or something they're like oh hey up I, w- I want to check this out I loved it when I was a kid and then they have this almost this enti- this entirely different experience with it um, and something that like they can grasp all the concepts and it's just like I kind of wish I was a kid <laughs> for that reason, but that's actually uh, that's a that's a real interesting. Like I'm, I agree that that nice. makes sense. That even if that was completely lost on her now, mm-hmm. she'll get to see it again, and it'll be a right. completely new movie. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. I was mistaken. There were ten nominees <clears throat> in uh, oh okay. in that year. Oh, okay, so we you were, were, you were correct. You. Shame, I know it. <laughs> I know, but it, but that is the case. There there doesn't have to be ten. Right. It's like how many of them get 
first place votes or something like that. Yeah, and something so like many that. movies still. It's right. a farce anyway. So yeah, yeah, it is. It's silly. Yeah. It is. It is. <clears throat> the whole thing. So yeah, up the first ten minutes and also the last. I mean, it like it. I cry at a lot of Pixar movies. Yeah, I will admit to that, but. I also, I mean, just what gets me, like, just chills and teary-eyed is when, I mean, I guess Statue of Limitations is off on spoilers. Yeah. Um, when he when he looks at the scrapbook and he goes through and sees all the empty pages and stuff, or see, it might be pages of, of their life together, but then, like, the end is, uh, he sees where, where she put, like, like, my, this is where my adventure, my adventure book is. And she's like, she was like, you were the, you were my adventure or something like that. Like that just, hmm. that just gets me like, just gets the tears going. Tugs at the heartstrings. Yeah. <laughs> it's understandable. Yeah. It's just, I, I love that. I, I love it. Or it was like, it was like, thanks for the adventure or something like that. Mm. And it was just so touching and so, just so well done. Pixar yeah. is just amazing at that kind of thing. One, one interesting fact. I, I don't remember this fact to the Exactly, but I, I know it involves the the ethnicity of the little boy who's in the movie. Right. Um, it's like I want to say it's like the first time that a major that that a, that a motion picture animated film depicts an Asian person oh, or something yeah. like that. Huh. There's some kind of it's some kind of statistic involving the Asian ethnicity of the kid, and it was just an interesting choice they made. Something of note. Yeah. I just yeah, I don't know. Kind of stuck cool. out to me. <laughs> But yeah, it's a good movie. I like that that kid is like got to catch them all with his merit badges. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> true. That's funny. Cool. Yeah, moving oh, on. I love it. Sure. Yep. There are three movies in movie history. <laughs> uh, Toy Story three also nominated for Best Picture in 2010, uh, and I think it's my favorite of the Pixar movies. Oh wow! And it did. To me, exactly what they set out to do mm-hmm. at the end of the movie. Uh, I'm not much of a crier mm-hmm. at movies, and especially not Pixar movies, but that that one <laughs> puts the lump of cry in my throat Yeah, uh, the end of that movie. And I just love how it works out that, uh, that it's 15 years later mm-hmm. and that I'm 15 years older, and so is Andy. That. It's just brilliant. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm a little older than Andy was. I, I was older than Andy was when the movie came out. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I had already graduated from college, and he's going off to college. But man, it still does it. It still does it for oh, me. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I love the plotting of the movie. It's it's one of the most exciting movies mm-hmm. um, in the Pixar <coughs> canon, I guess. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's good. Toy- I love Toy Story three. It's I-, I love it too. And talking about crying, uh, yeah, me too. Um, <laughs> Do you weep? Like I audibly, I, I audibly, I don't weep, but I mean, I, I tears. <laughs> I, I don't do that, but like, Andy. I'll have like streams of tears. Every other thing, it's like, oh, I'll get like choked up or something. Like I'll have like a single stream or whatever. But it's like, like just like waterworks. And, <laughs> and the funny thing is, is that the first time I saw that was again in a theater by myself. <laughs> With a with with Creepy. like a family of kids, a family full of kids, like in the same row when we were at a matinee, they didn't need to stay in that row. So <laughs> I thought it was just really creepy, but it, it was it was a really good movie, and I, every time, every time it gets me, and uh, 
Yeah, we'll we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it like everyone else's opinions about it. But real quick, what is the toy that you guys thought of when you watched it? Because I thought of my old like little toy dinosaur that I, dinosaur that I carried around. It was a little T Rex named him Mikey when I was a kid. <laughs> Please tell me you guys had something else like that that you thought about. Um, <coughs> no, I'm still a toy collector though. Okay. I have a lot of toys from my childhood. Okay. I had an army guy that like crawled on his own and he had a little red light that LED that flashed at the end of his gun when he stopped. Nice. Um it dis like it disappeared. Huh. So I'm pretty sure my parents like threw it away. Really? Like when obviously I'm being a kid not looking like it just li- I mean I remember exactly where I used to keep it and it mm-hmm. just dis like at a some point it doesn't exist anymore. Wow. I have no clue what happened to it. Hmm. He got up and left. I guess so. <laughs> I, I don't have one. I was never super really? attached to any of my toys like that. Wow. No. I loved my toys, but just... You guys yeah. are weird. Did you guys have friends or something? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I will say, if parents would just teach their kids to be nicer to their toys, um, we wouldn't. Yeah. they wouldn't have to go through this ordeal <laughs> at the daycare. Yeah. Yes. Right. You're right. So... Everybody out there, teach your kids to respect the toys. Mm-hmm. Play with them nicely. Yeah. Be kind, tender. Yep. <laughs> Sing to them. <laughs> you got a friend. <laughs> you got a friend. <laughs> Jeez. Awesome. Uh, yes. So, yeah, great movie. It is good. Yeah. Uh, moving on to Cars 2 in 2011. Back-to-back sequels Yeah, Pixar. Yep. That's kind of uh, when they started getting flack, huh? Yeah. yeah. I forgot about Cars 2, to be honest. I've never <laughs> seen it. It's yeah. I've seen it once. I didn't like it at all. It's, it's not bad, but it's not good. It's so, not. So, like, it's just yeah. there. Um, I also, though, I can't just speak about Cars 2, and I also have to, I have to speak about Planes as well. Oh, yeah. We need to um, talk about Planes. I know that's not Pixar. It's Disney only, which right. is weird. It's very weird. Yeah. Um, but they, I haven't seen it. They also they didn't do any cameos. It's the same None. world, but no None. cameos. Weird. So, Sophie, the whole time. Where's Lightning McQueen? The wow. whole time. Wow. All they needed was one cameo, and that movie would have been perfectly fine for right. anybody who loved cars hmm. but huh. they just completely ignore even though there are cars there are cars in planes Jeez. but they just completely ignored them huh that's wow. too bad yeah it's such a weird bad. i haven't seen it yet so i can't speak to it but is it it's weird that the planes race to me <laughs> well they gotta be cars they gotta yeah, race it's like oh, yeah. the fact that they talk is okay yeah, yeah. It's just, it's just if you have cars and you have cars that are race cars that have like these these experiences and stuff, and you make a movie about planes, what are planes going to do then? I don't know. A family fight. of planes fight, for, dog fight, fly, yes, dog like, fight, like military yes. planes. That could get dark really. Like, <laughs> yes. But that's you know that's you know. <laughs> um, no, but like have like a a family of planes like. Flying across the country. Do they do like airspeed races, or is it like That's point the, A to point B? They're they're doing speed rate, or I think it's like more like agility. Oh, um, okay, because they, I mean, they've got those big uh, whack, inflatable wacky arm tube men type <laughs> things <laughs> okay. that they're that they're flying around. Um, okay, but okay. I, you yeah, know what? I, I need just to like I hijacked that, took planes, and like skipped over cars. Too, oh right, but, cars too. But that's fine. Do uh, you think? <laughs> do you think Pixar started making planes, and then like Dane Cook got on board, and uh, Pixar jumped ship? Dane I, Cook. 
I don't think so. Nobody but. likes this. We made Toy Story three last year. <laughs> Dane Cook. Dane Cook. Jeez. Uh, um, no, but Cars two was. I don't. I appreciate what they did with in terms of the characters because they had kind of this arc for Mater, um, how he feels unappreciated and, and like kind of in kind of in lightning shadow, I guess. But it wasn't enough to sustain it, and the fact that they brought it into they they expanded the world to be this weird spy movie kind of thing. Yeah, that was international spy. It was weird. Mm-hmm. It was really weird. Um, and I just I. I don't know. It's my least favorite of the Pixar movies by far. Um, yeah. I, I pretty much dismissed it after I saw it. I was like, I, I'll never see that again. I didn't like it. Right. Yeah. Hmm. Only thing I liked was um, Michael Caine. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, I think Christopher Nolan said that you can, al- you can always use a little bit of Michael Caine. <laughs> That's why I use him in every movie. I think yeah. in Cars 2, they also went really weird with the architecture, like... I mean, I know you've got to have certain things for cars to be able to go up steps and have these different levels and stuff. Yeah. But, like, it just – in Cars 1, I felt like it was all single-story buildings for the exactly. most part. You parked in a garage. They were all in garage-type atmospheres. Yeah. In Cars 2, they're, like, in – I mean – Skyscrapers. Yeah, and things like that. And that that was odd. Like, How does a car hold a welding torch? Logistically, right. like, yeah. this isn't going to work. <laughs> Yeah, maybe they had help does, from the planes. Yeah, maybe, I mean, maybe we had helicopters helping, and yeah. <laughs> that's weird. Yeah, how, how does a car have the dexterity to work a welding torch to build a skyscraper? Right. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, it's got to be one heck of a. I mean, the I beams and everything to be holding all these cars <laughs> up into the yeah. air. I'm just. <laughs> that's a good point. If there are any architects out there, um, logistically, please uh, get, draw up some plans for us. Um, yes. What kind of materials are necessary? Yes. And I any know. OBGYNs? I'm still curious about how they reproduce. <laughs> God. Now it's creepy. Uh, <laughs> now it is. <laughs> Even more creepy. Uh, so. so, yeah, Cars 2. <clears throat> the year is 2012. <laughs> Everybody's worried about the end of the world. And uh, Pixar said, I don't know. I don't know what I'm talking about. Uh, Brave <laughs> came out in 2012. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, I think unjustly won the Academy Award for Best Animated Feature because Wreck-It Ralph was the animated movie of the year for me that year. Me too. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to drop a bomb here. I agree. Yeah. Uh, it's the yeah. first time I've ever seen Mako against Pixar. I know. Yep. I know. It's, it's, it's Rick and Ralph was so good. Oh, such a great movie. So good. Yeah. You know, I found there was, a, there was an article online somewhere. I'll dig it up and I'll put it in the show notes uh, as always. But there was an article that said basically they posited the theory that Disney and Pixar switched for for 2012 saying that saying that Brave was a Disney movie and Wreck-It Ralph was a oh. Pixar movie. It makes sense. Yeah. Disney Princess. Yeah, Disney yeah. Princess. Uh yeah. that was when Disney Animation Studios they're trying to they're doing their own thing. They want to do um they want they they're doing their own original movies and all that uh-huh. or or they're I mean Disney has always done it, but right. they're kind of breaking into this kind of market, I guess, this new world. Um, so as a solid to them, maybe Pixar was just like, "Hey, we got this idea for this video game character." Because mm-hmm. I mean, it, it just matches up. I mean, it really does. Yeah, and it's weird that that's they a heck have, of a theory. Yeah, it's and it's just weird that it happened the same year that they just switched. Like, because 
Disney princess, uh, a person in a world that's that's adjacent to humans. Yeah, mm-hmm. I pretty much. I loved Wreck It Ralph. I also loved Brave. Um, playing the yeah. dad card again um, for Sophie. I can. She's gonna when she is of the age to be able to decide what her. I mean, she's gonna love Brave. Yeah. She, I mean, she had. Yeah. I mean, it's just. I mean. She, the princess who, I mean, I guess this is more or less the same with all the princess type movies, um, but the princess who wants to be a warrior, mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just, mm-hmm. it's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Um, Madagascar 3, Brave, and Wreck-It Ralph, which do you think is the highest grosser? Ooh. Ooh. Brave. Um, you say Brave? Brave. Rob says Brave. <laughs> Probably Madagascar because it's a sequel. You say Madagascar three? Um, you know what? I'm gonna go with Wreck-It Ralph. Okay, Madagascar. <sighs> yeah, really. Yeah. Brave was number two, and Wreck-It Ralph was number three. I was huh. gonna put Brave up there because hmm. I guess the moms, you know, taking their kids. Yeah, yeah true. Yeah. But yeah. the sequelness, yeah. yeah, brand recognition, yeah, right. uh, seven hundred forty-six million dollars. Oh my wow. gosh! Yeah. I've never seen any of the Madagascar movies. <coughs> They're yeah, okay. Yeah, I've seen the first really? two. They're cute. Huh, yeah, never seen them. Didn't see the third one. Um, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised that yeah. it, that it won. Um, I am a little surprised that Wreck It Ralph did not gross more than Brave. Yeah, yeah. me too. I thought word of mouth would catch on. Uh-huh. Um, but it, uh, as as Brave, going back to Brave, um, it was a fine movie. But I did. I just it was a first Pixar movie um, to have a female protagonist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so I, I just thought that there wasn't the world wasn't really built that well for me, and it was kind of this this world like Pixar is known for building these worlds like Bugs Life, Toy Story, like these these universes that are just so unique and strange. But this was like this was like okay, I've seen this kind of fantasy element or fantasy thing in in like all the time. I haven't seen it yet, uh, so oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I can't really say much about it's it. Like I haven't of, seen it. I don't know what I don't know what it is, but it's, it's like you you might actually like it because there's some yeah. good voice acting. Kelly McDonald is the voice of the main, right? Um, I think it's Merida. Is it, is it actually Merida? Merida. Merida. Okay. Is it set in Scotland? Yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, I knew they use Scottish. Yeah, because there's, there's yeah. a couple couple families um, yeah. competing. I guess clans, right. clans, yeah. right? Clans. Yeah. Yep. Well, in, like in, in How to Train Your Dragon, which that's not Pixar, but they a lot of the characters use Scottish accents in that, but it's set in Iceland or. Uh, Something like yeah. that. It just doesn't make any sense. But yeah. it's How to Train Your awesome. Dragon is a good movie. Oh, it's a great oh, movie. I need to watch that again. Another example of an emoting character. Yeah, that doesn't have any dialogue. Yeah. Yep. You might. This is just a small, small tangent, but you might like an element of Brave because it reminded me of Wizarding Glass, the fourth Dark Tower book. Oh, nice. It's a weird. There's a witch in it, but yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So yeah. Um. So good for Brave. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it won an award. <laughs> good job. Um, We've yet to see what will be of the last, or the, I guess the most recent, of uh, the Pixar movies. We've come to the end, guys. Right. Wow. Monsters University was released yes. this summer. I freaking love that movie. I, movie. I held out on watching it until I bought it. Really? I did. I, I was not, not, it wasn't necessarily a conscious effort by me, but I watched, I wanted to see it in the theater and I just never got around to it. And then I bought it on Blu-ray because, you know, Pixar. But... I was kind of hesitant because, like, they've announced that they were going to do um, uh, all these sequels and stuff. But 
I just felt like I didn't want to sully the them to sully the universe of Monsters Inc. by having this back. This, this <laughs> you thing. said sully. Was that sully. intentional? <laughs> oh, it wasn't. oh wow! He said it like without a smirk, <laughs> yeah. and I was like, does he know? It's not like so not like Matt to do that. Right. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Sorry. Um, no. Um, I didn't want them to Mike Wazowski the. the <laughs> no, and but they did. They they added elements to the universe that was just so. So so charming and so so creative, mm-hmm. um, and it, I loved the the um, the themes about like mm-hmm. like Mike wants to be a scare but but he he can't or or he's just not it's not in his wheelhouse and it's about coming to terms with like yeah you're not a you can't be whatever you want to be you have to be within reason but you can find what you're good at and you can make it your own yeah yeah. Totally. I, I that I love. I'll, again, I like the monsters universe, um, but I do feel like there's a slight disconnect between the characters that carry over. Like I, I made the mis- I mean, with Sophie watching like the characterizations, them, like of like Mike like the and way, the way they act as sure. college students. Mm-hmm. And I know obviously your world's different when you get into the real world and all that, right? Um, but you're not that different. Like yeah. it, it almost when you if you watch University and then watch which mm-hmm. I, I did, <laughs> um, it, it they don't quite the the story or the way they act doesn't quite match. They they don't end right. quite like there's definitely something traumatic that happens in between these two worlds hmm. that changes them slightly. And, and I don't know how else to explain it. It just to me, they don't feel <coughs> like the same people. I can see them, but they don't feel like the same people. Hmm. I don't know if mm-hmm. I really picked up on that. That's a good point, though. I mean, yeah, yeah. it's interesting. To, it's interesting. Yeah, I I liked it too. I mean, it was it was good, but I I don't think that by the end of it, maybe this is kind of what Robbie was getting at, but I don't think they quite by the end of it. I don't think they had quite established the. Chemistry between Billy Crystal and John Goodman. I could say that. I can agree with that. Um, You know, like I revealed earlier, I haven't seen Monsters Monsters Inc. Um, But I agree. Like I was, I started to think about it, and I I have yet to see Monsters Inc. since Monsters University. And I was like, do they? Is it a rivalry in the in the first movie? You know, but they're not right. They're like best buds. Yeah, Yeah. And, and the first one, they're like. You, it feels like Billy Crystal and John Goodman were old friends who've known each other for a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's how it feels. And maybe that's part of that's the writing as well. Yeah. I don't know, but it was just brilliant the way they were so close in the first one. And by the end, I figured by the end of the Monsters University, they should have been close to that. Yeah, but it, it just wasn't quite there for me. Yeah, hmm. but I, I did like it though. It was it was fun. Um, it was good. Maybe they're leaving it open for. Uh, monsters awkward between adulthood <laughs> university phase where you're li- yeah. living back at home with your mom yeah. for a couple years. And then- well, where um, it's R- Randall. He's the one that changes. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, Steve Buscemi. He something. I mean, yeah. He's going bad at the end of college, mm-hmm. but something makes him evil between college <laughs> and Monsters Inc. Yeah, like he, is, yeah. he like he's super living bad. at home with mom. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I liked it a lot. Uh, it didn't make my top ten of the year, hmm. but I think it might have been my top fifteen at least. Yeah, it was like my number eleven or twelve. Number eleven. <clears throat> yeah. No, you said Fruitvale was your number eleven. 
I think Fruitvale was 12. Oh, was it? Yeah. I don't know. We'll have to refer to the other episode. Right. <laughs> Which you can find at ovpodcast.com. <laughs> Is that all of them? That's it. Other yeah. than uh, digital shorts. Oh, yeah. Just a oh, quick, yeah. quick uh, favorite um, digital short go around the table. I haven't seen hardly any of them. But yeah, same here. I watched like uh, six this morning yeah. with Sophie, which, <laughs> by the way, she's good with digital shorts for the nice. most part. Yeah. Um, La Luna. I have seen that one. Amazing. That's pretty cool. Love it. Oh, yeah. I mean, every aspect of it, how the moon how the moon is in theory changing because these this, this, these guys' jobs is to right. wane and wax the moon. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> and how the boy sees what his dad wants him to be and sees what his grandpa wants him to be. And then he's like, nope. I'm going to do what I want to do. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it's just, it's, it's amazing storytelling in such a small amount of time. Yeah. Um, yeah. it's really, really clever. I like, uh, Presto. It came out with, yeah. on the Wally DVD yeah. or Blu-ray. DVD. La Luna was with uh, Brave. It was? So, yeah. <laughs> cool. 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 I saw Presto like before, like it played before the movie in the theater. Um, yeah, I thought like that's that's uh, it's it's amazing. I, I guess Presto it. played before Wally too. I just didn't, yeah, I didn't see it in theaters. Yeah. Um, 2014 <laughs> has no uh, Pixar. Yeah, that's true. Oh, wow. Nothing Pixar in 2014. Yeah, that's their first year off in yeah. a long time since 2005. Wow, first yeah. time they've taken a year off since 2005. Uh, and then of course Finding Dory. Is kind of the big one that everybody's talking about in 2016. Yeah. The next one is Inside Out. Which that sounds like it'll be pretty cool. In 2015. Um, it's about it's about the world inside of a little girl's brain or a little girl's body or something like that. And then there's also the dinosaur movie. I think the dinosaur movie was supposed to come out. The Good Dinosaur. This year, The Good Dinosaur. It is. The, dino- uh, the Good Dinosaur is November. Inside Out is June. Okay. Yep. That's next year. Next year, 2015. Yeah. I think because the uh, the good dinosaur was supposed to come out this year, right? Or oh, okay. But then they pushed it back. But I'm really looking forward to that because, like I said, Mikey had a toy dinosaur named Mikey. <laughs> so like named dinosaurs. after me. <laughs> yes. Uh. <laughs> well, I guess that does it, huh? I think it does. I mean, we're gonna probably do potpourri. We've been recording a long time. We have been recording yeah. for a long yeah. time. Yeah. Oh, one more, one more mention. Alma again. Oh yeah. Watch Alma. It's creepy, like <laughs> just nice. terrifying. You got it. I'm cool. not nice. a big fan of dolls, so I mean, <laughs> just, <laughs> nice. Uh, well, um, Rob, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. It was great having you. Thank for you for joining this us. Was, today. This was interesting. Yeah, <laughs> you had a lot of good stuff to say. Yeah, oh, yeah. definitely. Oh, yeah. I liked it a lot. All right, listeners, this is the time of the episode where we get to our potpourri section, where we can talk about uh, anything we want, something we're looking forward to coming up, or something we've watched recently, news, whatever we want, as long as it smells good. So, uh, Matt, did you want to go ahead and go first? Yeah. Um, this is kind of kind of uh, different from the main discussion, but last night I went and saw Lone Survivor. Which is a movie that I was really looking forward to, and you can find my full review online at obsessiveviewer.com. Um, but it, I had a hard time picking out what – I had a hard time coming to terms with the movie, I guess, because I I went into it expecting like a heartfelt kind of military action thing about these these four guys who share a bond and everything. But there was a lot of issues I took from it, and it was kind of – just a strange kind of kind of movie experience for me. 
because we had these situations in the movie. Like I, I'd heard whispers about there about it being embellished or or um, like the original story that Marcus uh, Luttrell told about what happened because it's about the the failed mission that he was the lone survivor from. Um, I've heard varying degrees of, of whispers of it being embellished, of it being a complete fabrication, mm-hmm. um, all kinds of stuff from even some fairly reputable sources, I would say from third hand, but still, um, but it was, it was an interesting experience because almost none of the big, of the big emotional hooks or anything really did anything for me. Like they didn't listen to a response on me. I was, I was almost bored watching it. Um, hmm. which is something that I wasn't expecting because I'm a big Peter Berg fan. I love Friday Night Lights and, uh, <clears throat> Friday Night Lights and the kingdom. And I, I was excited for him to do this cause I thought that it was be, it would be like a really great experience, but I basically, I watched it. I watched it kind of similar to the way that I watched 127 hours, which is another true account of, uh, a guy overcoming, this horrible experience and, and being a better person. But, and so I contrasted that with, with lone survivor in 127 hours. And what I realized was that there's no real emotional journey for Latrell in the movie. It's true. Yeah. And, uh, I know tiny, I know you saw it. So I, what, mm-hmm. were, what was your take on it? Cause I was, I thought it just fell flat on a lot of areas. I agree with that. <clears throat> and it's, and it's such a movie that's, it hinges so importantly on, the camaraderie between the the four soldiers, uh, the four seals who get sent on this mission, but I just didn't feel it like like I feel like I should have. Me neither. It, it just really wasn't. I mean, there was there was some of it. Some of it was kind of good, but it wasn't it wasn't as good as other camaraderie I had seen right. uh, with, with just any number of war films. Um, it just wasn't there. And then I, I took huge issue with well, not a huge issue, but it kind of bothered me how convenient some of it was, or it just. Yeah. Some of it seems very fabricated to me. I'll say that. Yeah. Um, yeah. It it just seems it seems like kind of a made up story, which is yeah. a terrible thing to say. If it's true, it's definitely plausible. Like yeah. it's 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 possible. I could definitely see it happening. It's just it seems very unlikely to me. Right. And there was no. I mean, obviously, spoiler spoiler alert. A majority of the seals die. Right. Um, except for the one because it's right in the title, but. I mean, I, I just didn't feel it. I didn't feel... And what bothered me most about it was that Luttrell, he, Marcus Luttrell in the, in the, in the, in the like behind-the-scenes featurettes and stuff that play before, the, before movies and theaters and stuff, like kind of like regal cinema things or AMC theater things, but they'll have... They had him in their hands like... He's like, I want to honor their story. I want to honor what happened to them and everything. And all I'm thinking is... It's a horrible thing to say if, you know... It's a horrible thing to say, but I don't think that they did because, I mean, we get like some kind of, we get bits and pieces about each of them, each of them, <clears throat> things like, oh, he has a wife who, who is redecorating the house and, and, uh, he, he, his, his fiance wants, wants a horse, like, like little things like that, but it didn't really, didn't really do, it didn't really resonate through the rest of the movie. It wasn't, yeah. it wasn't enough for that. Right. So I agree. I don't know. So it was it was a it was kind of a lackluster theater experience. You can read my full review on the on the website, um, which I'm still in the process of writing at the time of this recording. So I'm not sure how it shakes out. But he's literally typing it and speaking at the same time. It's <laughs> I am. Yes, 
So it was it was an interesting experience. What uh what do you got, Mike? Uh yeah, I want to talk about um a movie I watched recently, The Bling Ring. <laughs> I don't yeah. know if you guys heard of it. I've seen it. Uh, oh, you saw it? it? Yeah. Uh, Sofia Coppola directed it, uh, wrote it. Uh, it's based on the the uh, these teenagers who broke into famous people's houses. Based, based on, on an social, article. Based on an article in yeah. Vanity Fair, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the movie was not bad, but I hated the characters so much epically hated them epically hated and it <laughs> yeah. brought up something in me and, and i'm actually working on an, an article in this nice uh so many things in recent years and especially in 2013 have asked us to root for anti-heroes of course you know uh um don draper and Mad Men, walter white mm-hmm. um all, all kinds of people anti-heroes but something about them is redeeming yeah. something about them gives us the hero aspect and we root for these people I really, really could not wait to see these kids get arrested. <laughs> they were awful, awful, yeah. awful, awful human beings. And I just wondered to myself, why am I watching this movie? What, what's, what's entertaining about this? Um, it was well made, and, and it, it, it did what it was supposed to do. It, um, the characters felt real. Disappointingly and saddeningly, we saddeningly, <laughs> disgustingly real. <laughs> yeah, right. That there are people. It made me so glad that I live in the Midwest mm-hmm. and not in California, where people like this exist. And I even see teenagers to a lesser extent uh, in the Midwest that are like this. But these 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 girls um, and and this one male, this one guy are despicable human beings. Absolutely. And it was hard to watch, and I was just so angry all the time. And it was almost like I was subjecting myself to this movie. Mm-hmm. And, I, and, I, and I can't exactly put my finger on, uh, on how I'm supposed to feel. Yeah. I mean, is it a commentary on these people? Of course it is. Of it course, is, yeah. Course. But, um, but certainly there are people who are like, oh, that's an awesome idea. We should do that. Oh yeah, definitely. It was. I found myself wondering why the characters were friends with each other. Yeah, because they don't seem to like support each other in things or no. be like friendly. They don't. They don't seem friendly at all. It's like why they're just. Yeah, like you said, they're just so terrible. Why do they even hang out with each other? Like, yeah, I don't know. It, it was. It was really, 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 really shallow film. Yeah, yeah. It. Um, and I can't think of a movie. Where the protagonist has been more evil than that, mm-hmm. I can't think of a movie, and and I'm talking like Rob Zombie's Halloween, where the protagonist was <laughs> Michael Myers, and and while he did evil evil things and 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 horrific things, you got the backstory, and there was almost a little bit that made you feel bad for him. Right. It's kind of one of the reasons I didn't like the Rob Zombie version, right. but. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the, I, I can't think. I can't compare this. I can't compare the Bling Ring to another movie wow. where yeah. the protagonist is is just is just awful. Huh. Yeah, protagonists are awful. And, and I'll say I did like um, uh, Emma Watson's performance a lot, though. I thought it was a really it was funny to see her in that kind of role. Yeah. After you know a decade of Hermione. <laughs> yeah. And then just like one or two other movies that we haven't seen her do much, but this was. She really stretched her acting legs in this. I was, yeah. I was impressed. And she I was, think she had a trouble with the accent one or two times, maybe a little bit that I could call out. But she, man, she was really funny in it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that was the one bright spot of it. But yeah, is it played up as a comedy or 
No, no, it's no. Not, okay, no, not at all. I mean, okay. Well, there's a couple lines that are, I think, blatantly Just comedic, comic yeah, relief. like over the top, but they're comedic because that's how comedic they were in real life. Yeah, like okay. they're, yeah, yeah. it's actual dialogue from yeah, huh. yeah. Robbie, our guest. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I guess this popcorn thing is uh, a little more difficult for me than it is you guys. You guys uh, <laughs> got this stuff down. Yeah, um, but yeah. as as. I guess maybe late to the game as it is. Star, I can't wait to bring Star Wars back. Oh, really? Like, yeah. I cannot oh, yes. wait. Me too. For that actually, to be part yeah. of daily conversation again. Yeah. I mean, that's a good way to put that. I just, <laughs> it's. I just. I mean, Disney could they mess it up really bad? I mean, they really could just completely fumble. But yeah. I don't think they will. I think. Even if it the is the ball bad. is already on the field, though yeah. it's already been fumbled. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean. The worst, exactly. the worst Disney could do is fall on it. Well, <laughs> and, and I was actually just while you guys were talking, reading up some more uh, things about like there potentially a way not you know not part of the trilogy being other stories from that world mm-hmm. that are told movie form and whatnot. And I just I cannot yeah. wait. Yeah, I mean, I want di- I honestly I would love. A Star Wars movie every year for the rest of my life. Yeah. Wow. Gladly. Oh, yeah. Gladly. Yeah. Interesting. Um, huh. Did you see the, the news they announced for it this week? That um, apparently Jesse Plemons is up for like the main role. Yeah. Really? Yeah. From, uh, from Friday Night Lights yeah, and Breaking, Breaking Bad. Bad. Yeah. Meth Damon. Meth Damon. <laughs> Meth Damon. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, also a very small role in Battleship. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, great movie. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, we we here at uh, Obsessive Viewer have talked about Star Wars coming back. We haven't really done a Star Wars episode or we anything, haven't. but uh, it, it's pretty unanimous that people are excited. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Nobody nobody is like, oh my god, what? Why in the world? There's hesitation from everybody. Right. Oh, know, yeah. We'll see. Yeah. Um, but I think everybody's like, if anybody's going to do it, it's Disney well, and J.J. Abrams and being yeah. a Disney princess now. We got she's she's Leia's mainstream, like right. If yeah. you if you know, I mean, so I, I can't. I don't even know what to say. It's just yeah. I'm excited. Yeah, me too. I try not to think about it. <laughs> It'll be interesting yeah. coming from someone who's not really a big Star Wars fan, but has grown to appreciate it for what I appreciate it for. Um, just a fun action adventure series. Yep, that's all it is. <laughs> <laughs> I want to live in that world. Like oh yeah, so badly. Yeah. I did in my I, childhood. I don't even have to be a Jedi. <laughs> I just want to live there. Yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah, agreed. I wanna, uh, I'm, this is a bad joke. Um, <laughs> I want to live there and you know rewrite it. Um, <laughs> uh, no, but I'm I'm looking forward to it as someone who's not a big Star Wars fan. I'm kind of curious to see what they do because yeah. I I love J.J. Abrams. I love what Disney did with Marvel's universe. Mm-hmm. Less a few a few entries in the in the movies, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but it was. It, I'm really curious what they what they've got in store, and I think it could be really good. Mm-hmm. Well, and there, I mean, there were some dark aspects to it, but they can go a lot darker than they ever even thought about. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I hope yeah. they do. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That's one thing that will make me love Star Wars. I think is if they go really dark yeah. and they get really. really well, they they never need any blood and guts like. Because right. everything yeah. gets carterized yeah. in that movie, yeah. <laughs> the yeah. whole. But yeah, that's I, true. That's that's really all I've got for popcorn. Cool. So. 
Tiny? Um, uh, mine is actually some news. I feel like Mike is the guy who always brings up news, <laughs> um, which is cool because I, I think we kind of need more of that in the podcast. But um, my favorite show, I've said it before, is The Daily Show. I watch it all the time. Love oh, watching yeah. it. And uh, before Christmas, they announced their last episode before Christmas, they announced that um, John Oliver is leaving The Daily Show. Yeah. yeah. Um, which shocked the hell out of me because yeah. he's. I've heard him say before that he never wants to leave. Um, I think I'm, I'm, you know, pretty much positive that what happened is he was so, he so successfully led the show over the summer while Jon Stewart was gone, um, that he made a, a huge name for himself. Mm-hmm. And so he had an idea for a show and he, he felt confident enough to pitch it. Um, and so I, I'm pretty sure that's what happened. Yeah. Um, which I, I don't have a problem with that or anything, right. but, uh, it's, it's, it's bittersweet. You know, it's a really bittersweet thing that he's actually, that he's leaving something that I've connected with him so deeply he's been on there for like seven or eight years yeah um but it's it's nice that he's gonna do his own thing he's he's a great personality i think he's gonna be awesome for you know hosting his own thing um he also kind of poached i guess the the lead writer (laughs) yeah for the daily show as well but but it seems like everybody's in good spirits about it so yeah that's that's good. good yeah have they discussed it since they've been back i don't think they've really no they haven't really mentioned it and uh there's not many details about what the John Oliver show is going to be like. It's on. It's going to be on HBO, which is also encouraging. Right. Um, but there's not. As far as I know, they haven't really said what it's really going to be. Mm-hmm. Okay. I assume it'll be political, but nice. it's really to the credit of the Daily Show. Mm-hmm. You know that Colbert is so popular. Yeah. And that yeah. you know John Oliver is striking out as. A, I mean, I guess I'm kind of counting the eggs before they hatch. Counting mm-hmm. chickens before they hatch. <laughs> I don't know why they said that. We've been podcasting for a long time today. Yeah, we have. Yeah. Anyway, um, so we'll see what happens. But it, but it is, co- you know, you're justified in calling the Daily Show your favorite show because yeah, clearly yeah. quality comes from quality. And yeah, their correspondents that have left have gotten so successful, you right? Know, yeah. Steve Carell and Rob Corddry, right? And yeah, Rob Riggle and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, yeah. that's so that, that's my potpourri. It'll be interesting to see what what uh, what John Oliver does. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, that does it for this episode of the Obsessive Viewer podcast. Uh, uh, thanks for listening. I'm Matt. You can find me at Obsessive Viewer. Uh, Mike is at uh, I am Mike White, and Tiny is at Obsessive Tiny. You know, as always, find us on uh, on the blog at ObsessiveViewer.com, where you can find a ton of good content that we post fairly regularly. Um, you can also email us any comments, suggestions, critiques feedback things you want us to discuss or uh, audio clips you want us to include of your discussion or your reviews to ovpodcast at gmail.com and like the blog on facebook uh google plus all that stuff um that about does it also vote for us for podcast of the month at podcastland.com and uh that's about it Mm -hmm. yep yeah all right have a good night and a pleasant tomorrow (laughs) thanks guys be kind rewind nice We, you know, he has a kid, and one man and I have a kid. We're talking about like perpetuating the idea that the world did end in 2012, but not so. Like there were 12 billion people in 2012 until okay. until the you know end of days happened, and then half the world's population was killed. <laughs> yeah, uh, or, or a quarter a quarter of them were killed, a quarter left. And then there's six billion of us left, and just like showing pictures and like, you know, this was this was your your uncle Steve, and uh, 
We don't talk about him a whole lot because it's kind of sad the way he went. Yeah. That, That's pretty weird. It's <laughs> yeah. weird, but so awesome. I know. Yeah, it is. And show like the movie uh, 2012 like a documentary. <laughs> oh, wow. And there's so much undocumented about that time because it was just such disarray. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, yeah. we're just trying to pick up the pieces still. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, 